everyone. Welcome to AMO Kenzoku, episode 28. We are a group of four bubblegum crisis boomer otaku who wanted an excuse to talk about anime, manga, and any related subjects we find interesting. The Kenzoku are Sam. Hello. Nick. Howdy. Mike. Hey, y'all. And I am Dylan. This episode's being recorded on the 23rd of February. 2023 and today we are keeping in the line of the 23 numbers we are discussing winter 23 shows but before getting into that we have a couple of things uh nick you had an addition you wanted to put in here yeah so not to you know open up an old wound but i wanted to bring up the uh possibility of time dilation and made an abyss Mm. again um I can't take credit for this. Actually, a uh, a friend and listener um, mentioned that I should go back to season one to uh, a conversation that happened with Ozen. So I believe it was ep eight in season one. Ozen actually, after the whole you know scuffle with Reg and Rico and 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 testing them and making sure they were suitable, actually told them that Liza's likely not dead because um and this is I don't remember verbatim, but basically she inferred that the passage of time in the abyss is either perceived or actually does happen differently. And even though Liza's been gone from the surface for ten years, realistically it probably feels much less to her down at the level of the abyss she's at. So Ozen as a white whistle is kind of more or less saying that the passage of time in the abyss as you go deeper is not normal. So I think that's the closest thing the proof will have for now, given the uh the state the current state of the anime. So I just wanted to to uh bring that up. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the second episode we had I, I was pretty much on board with that. Although I, I'm still um disappointed at what that means for plot holes in terms of when they meet up as time is dilating and they go down, but yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a point of concern. I think it's still, it has, it hasn't been like a, hmm, I don't know, big enough concern for me just because we're still, we still have to meet the other like white whistles first. I'm sure they're at least, at least the the other, at least two others are going to come into play sooner or later, just because you can't be down there and not run into them. Right. So, right. But yeah, that's, I just wanted to bring that up. That's all I had. Okay, interesting. Always something more in the abyss. So I had another addition. Uh, this is kind of an aside one. Um, and the question is kind of around like, you know, like tolerance for scenes that make normies, I'm going to call it nope out, and stuff that like we might necessarily not notice. Um, and this came up, I was watching, I was trying to get my, my wife to watch uh, Komi-san. Because I find it pretty, pretty darn charming. But basically, got to episode two, and there's two parts that come fairly close together in there. And it's not a you know huge spoiler or anything. But like in one of them, like Najimi says, like oh to Tadano, like oh you're making me wet, which was kind of like all right, it's kind of a weird, <laughs> yeah, weird line. And then kind of like fairly soon after in the in the same episode, uh, like Komi's walking home. And, uh, you know, a big dude in one of those, uh, like fighting rap things, like he gets like all lascivious towards Comey, like his tongue goes kind of like flailing about like comically. So, and he starts getting like super like aggressive, like being like, Comey, I have to have you. I forget the exact words, but it's something like that. Um, and like my wife finished watching the episode, but I could tell she was just like out. She was just like, you know, she's just like, nope, I'm not having it. And like. Some of those things were like, I watched the show. I had watched that first season a while before because I finished watching first and second season. And like, I'm trying to figure like, all right, did, did I choose poorly for like a show? Did I literally just like kind of filter out those scenes or does stuff like that with like those sorts of things, like not, you know, raise up to my cringe radar. Cause I'm just such a, so deep in this stuff that I don't even see it. Hmm. And, and I'll I'll put it kind of aside there and like, is, or how is this different from like any number of edgy scenes in a prestige TV series? Like, you know, any, nearly any scene in Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't think it's any different. So. I think it 
may hit normies harder because it's in a cartoon form and they may still have a bit more cartoons are for kids internalized yeah. than yeah i can see some people still having that perception sure especially with um there's i mean i don't i don't i certainly don't want to bring you know weird toxic current events into it but i mean right now there's this let's just say there's an individual who seems to be kind of you know in mainstream media who infers that you know adults who watch anime are basically watching cartoons and hence all you know all those people are losers or etc like there's I, I feel like there's a bit of that mentality still which is you know whatever to me but I, it, going back to your original question, Dylan, to me, fundamentally, I don't think there is a difference. So if for, if you ha if you can tolerate those sorts of scenes in something like an HBO series like Game of Thrones, like you mentioned, then I I don't see why you know Komi-san especially. I feel like Komi-san is on the much more wholesome side of the spectrum of anime than quite a lot of stuff these days. So that's just my take on it. I would say there are a couple of things that are common in anime that probably wouldn't go over so well with normies and that do make a difference from, say, prestige TV. And one of them is often the characters involved, you know, the targets of that sort of stuff being underaged. And the other is sometimes the, like, incest angle of parents leching on children or brothers and sisters or that sort of thing. Both of those I could see normies noping out on, and they're not my favorite either, honestly. I, I totally agree, and again, not to, not to poke a beehive, but correct me if I'm wrong, because I have not watched much of it, but doesn't isn't all of that also present in Game of Thrones, pretty much? All those things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Every, so, every again, single thing, way people, worse. That show seems to be celebrated, and anybody who came out of it, it seems to be you know the next hot thing in, in showbiz, so why is it okay there and not, not in... Not in anime again you know fundamentally if if, it, if 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 that sort of content is very you know abrasive to you then i understand it's not for everybody so that's fine but i don't understand cherry picking that it's okay and you know prestige tv but not an not an anime i don't i don't buy that at all i, I think there's a lot though to mike's earlier comment about um anime being fundamentally cartoons and kind of an assumed audience so people may watch that with a certain mindset that they wouldn't watch something like game of thrones in right sure i i can see that yeah they're expecting adult content in this and and, and is in something like uh anime right anything like that they're not expecting that and so to them it feels like it, it's almost like maybe they feel like they're watching it as though they were a child and thinking that's this is inappropriate so they feel uncomfortable and therefore they don't like it um I feel like our expectations definitely were set by being Bubblegum Crisis Boomer Otaku, so getting into anime in the ultra-violent OVA era. I think it's just if you get into it when you're when you're young, right? Like there are plenty of adults who watch anime and are fine with it, right? It's just they got into it when they were younger, so they were. I mean, this is my theory, anyways. They get into it while you're younger, and you don't care about that right but mm -hmm. when you get older you kind of like feel like you shouldn't be but that's the, the you know so if you're not already indoctrinated it's kind of hard to pick it up uh once you're older yeah i think you're onto something there sam um i find that it's a lot easier for me to recommend anime to people that at least watched s some stuff when they were you know growing up versus you know people that just never you know, uh, never watched it at all. So I th you may you may have a point there. And it's one of those weird things, like just specifically my my wife, like she watches some stuff. She's not like a she's not like super into anime, but she's watched like a good amount of Dragon Ball and Ranma and like a variety of movies and things. So it's not like she hasn't ever seen anything. But like those two things, like those things back and forth, I guess tell she's just like, oh. I'm out. It was just like a couple of these things. Interesting. Like, so she was, I, I, she enjoyed yeah. Rama. She had no issue with Rama yeah. at all. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think there's just something in the way those words and those particular scenes were done that kind of like 
set her off there. And maybe it's one of those things where like, even if she went back and watched Ranma now, she might still be okay because it was one of those things, like you said, of kind of like, oh, indoctrinated, it's Ranma. Yeah, I know this show is ridiculous. And and there's half of Psy and, and such. That's um, another question. Um, I'm not familiar with the shows in question, but how do the scenes compare to the general tone of the show? Like, is there more of a clash than there is, say, for the general tone of something grimdark like Game of Thrones? They they definitely, like, particularly with her note, like, they definitely stood out. Like, that scene, like, stood out a bit more. Um, it wasn't like everything was like, you know, it wasn't like you were watching Bastard or something or, you know, Berserk or whatever. And you're like, oh, everything here is just horrible and crazy over the top violence. So that's possibly a part of it there where it stood out more. At the same time, though, the, the show itself is like, if if I remember those those particular scenes right, they're very kind of presented jokily, not at all like in a different tone. They 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 fit tonally to me. Yes, I totally agree with that too. Like I I was almost kind of like when they happened, I was kind of like, well, that's such a weird like dumb line, kind of weird thing. But it was also kind of like, yeah, it wasn't like a serious thing. Okay, well, if people have further thoughts on that, want to come back, we can we can do that. I thought. So I, there's, I think there's definitely a, something there. I think that's the grounds for potentially an entire episode, honestly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we will move on to the main topic, which is winter 23 anime shows. Um, so we've all watched some things of some portions of stuff. I'm going to say at least I am not current with anything. No, uh, I've watched a, f- a few episodes and some I intend on watching more. So I'm going to start with... Uh, one that we've all watched some of, and I think there may be some opinions, uh, which is Trigun Stampede. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call out uh, Sam because you made the first guttural sound towards Trigun Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as we all know, I'm a uh, a huge fan of CG anime. So, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I don't like CG anime generally by default. Um, but I do like Orange. Uh, I like um, uh, B-Stars. I think it's done really well. So they're like kind of so far the only ones I trust with uh, anime, with CG anime. And so I was interested for Trigon. One, because Trigon. And two, because um, I think this would be the first time I see them do humans. Um, I, I never really watched their Land of the Lustrous. Um, so I was interested. And I was I was surprised. It's they do a pretty good job. Uh, I, I'm going to continue watching it. Uh, so it, it's, I still don't like that. Uh, clothing in them is kind of hit and miss. It has that kind of like, um, AC ducting, like big wide tube, like arms and sleeves. Um, um, but their facial animation is fantastic. Like the, the hands and, uh, arms are, really good um but once you get away from like the main characters um things start kind of looking shaky but yeah i don't know i i'm i'm enjoying it it doesn't feel like the trigon i remember though i don't know i did i never read maximum so i can't compare to that either um it's okay all right we have a solid vote for it's okay uh we'll go with mike next I've only managed to make it through the first step of this one, which is one less than I've made it through of any of the other shows I've watched. I want to watch more because I'm intrigued by the story. It's definitely different than the Trigun that I'm used to. I haven't read any of the manga either. Um, But uh, I really it's going to take a lot for me to make peace with that CG. I mean, I still haven't 100% made peace with Digipaint yet, so <laughs> CG is even more of a stretch. <laughs> All right, so we've got another we've got a, a solid vote for uh, All right. Uh I will go with mine next, which is I watched like an episode of half and I'm just I'm out. Like I the the CG was like not great. But I just feel like the, frankly, I didn't think that like the, the way they did the story and the music and all those things, like I wasn't intrigued. It wasn't something that made me say, 
you know, made me give like the, the super nostalgia for Trigun, but in like a new way where I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, re- I, I have read, it's probably been 15 years, but I, I did read all of the Trigun and all of the Trigun Maximum manga, and they're both freaking incredible, like to the level of like, uh, Helsing, like level art and just craziness and really cool stuff. And I have, I still have very fond memories of both of those and like the original Trigun series is really cool. Like I think I have the most positive memories of that from the soundtrack because uh, Tsuneyori, um, Tsuneyori's soundtrack is just baller. Um, I still listen to it all the time and it's still incredible. And I didn't get anything that made me feel like I wanted to watch or potentially change memories of Trigun. So I'm out. I could see that. I guess I'm more willing to approach it because I haven't read the manga, which if the art is that amazing, I can see where the CG and everything else is one more step too far. And as far as the original anime, I'd say I liked it, but it's okay. You know, it's a soft like rather than a, oh my God, I love this show. It's my favorite show ever. And if I had more attachment to it, I could see not liking the new one nearly as much. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Uh, Nick, what do you what do you got? Um, let's see. I would say to uh, immediately, I was mostly aligned with what Sam said. Uh, I think Orange is probably the only studio that could actually do like animated people somewhat well and i'd say they surpassed my expectations particularly the uh gunfight scenes like the way vash reloads and stuff all that was done really clean i thought those scenes were all quite excellent i also i do agree though that the peripheral characters are kind of didn't get the same attention so that that does stick Mm -hmm. out uh i agree with your point dylan soundtrack is not even not even the same you know, at like planet as the original impossible to beat. Uh, I was torn with with how to evaluate um, Stampede because I have very fond memories of the original Trigun. To me, Vash the Stamp nobody will ever be Vash the Stampede better than um, Onosaka Masaya. Like he, his original Vash performance was stellar. That being said, I feel bad. I forgot his name, but the new Vash, he's also um, uh, Inosuke in uh, Demon Slayer. Oh, and he. Does a good job. I, at first, with, like in Demon Slayer, he's really single note, just a lot of yelling and raspy voice. He actually has a good range in Stampede. He portrays Vash as like a really kind of damaged, tragic character quite well early on, which I think tonally is very different from the original. You know, original Vash was very, you know, he was a damaged individual, but he covered it up super well, you know, with his happy go lucky kind of, you know, goofy antics. And you know, anybody who's watched the original knows that it uh, changes. You know, the 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 tone changes kind of dramatically, but in, but is executed really well. Um, and Stampede, you get that dark tone much earlier. I mean, you're introduced to knives almost right away. What's well, um, in the opening scene? Yeah, literally the yeah. opening minutes. You see, like you see, like the falling of the you know the ships and and this you know all of the plants falling and knives is is laughing there like a maniac and then you know that that line delivery you know of uh you know telling him that he's uh he's an accomplice right fash like that that line delivery was hauntingly good but um i've watched four episodes of it the pacing is quite different from the original like the original you feel like there's significant gaps of time between some episodes you know there's like you see gags like where you know they're traveling across and suddenly like there's like oh i think we ran over something and like literally they ran over vash who was passed out in the middle of the desert somewhere and you know so you know god knows how many weeks or months it's been where in stampede it's like the events are occurring like really really right back to back to back so it feels a little bit more breakneck which it's i don't know there's a lot more filler in the previous one i feel yes like. i i agree yeah this one definitely feels like it's getting to the point faster um, at the end of the day, I'm going to keep watching it because the rest of winter is pretty barren of things that intrigue me. And I'll say that Dragon Stampede at least intrigues me. I don't know. I can't, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I can't say if it's great or not, but it's at least good enough to watch is, is my current judgment on it. Yeah. 
That's how I feel. Also, that this story is kind of like Matt, but like there's enough there to keep me going. And like you say, it's kind of dry. So yeah, I'll keep with it. Yeah, I want I want to continue giving it a chance just because if this is the direction that 3D anime is going, it's a better direction than what it was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, where it would looked hopeless, right? I mean, you know, I don't want to I don't want to dump on it too much, but like, gosh, like the Appleseed movie from 2000 and <laughs> what was that five, four <laughs> yeah. or five? Dear God, like compare that to you know this. It's you know we've we've I feel like they figured out a lot. at least they understand now how to use the three. Orange really understands how to use the 3D to its maximum benefits you know with really dynamic like oh, yes. you know circle pans like i was like yes this is what the strength of the medium is yes. use it flex it like don't try to mimic one-to-one what an anime cut would be use the cg to its fullest you know extent and really get these dynamic cuts you know low angle shots where he's like sliding in like grabbing a bullet from the ground like that kind of stuff looks really good so you know emphasize that use the strength of the medium not don't try to don't try to mimic what it's not. Just use, you know, lean into its strength. And I do appreciate that's what Orange seems to do, generally speaking. So yeah. that's another reason why. That. Is right. is uh, as far as three D anime, you know, goes, it's by far the best attempts so far. I think in overall quality. That's a good I, point on the uh, shots, Sam. What's your last point? Oh, uh, I just wanted to get in because I don't think it's worth talking about otherwise. Is uh, I watched um kind of the great snow sea just because i wanted to juxtapose that because that's polygon pictures um, another cg studio i wanted to juxtapose that was stampede just to kind of compare see where they're at i haven't watched any polygon stuff in a long time because i didn't like their early stuff they did all the uh, stomunihe uh, stuff um knights of sidonia and uh oh okay ah uh, yeah stuff and uh, no they they're still the same and i still don't like them um they still think they're not great but it kind so of... that shows that shows a, a pass because I was the promo art looked kind of cool and it sounded like it might be interesting, but you're saying the uh, the visuals are not there. Yeah, plot wise, it seems interesting, but yeah, did, the, the visuals. Did they are... do? Did they do the blame CGI thing? Or is that, yeah. Is that, okay, that's what I thought. I remember had that look too. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't hate blame, so I might I might still give kind of. Yeah, show. I mean, check it out. Okay, I, I didn't watch that one yet. Um, okay. I'm going to go to one that, uh, not everyone has seen and we'll see how some of these might get through pretty quickly and others pretty shortly. I'm going to go with, uh, a, a crazy choice here of, of Miss Nagatoro season two. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. I wasn't uh, expecting that. No, no one is expecting that. <laughs> I, I tried to, I tried to watch this having not seen season one and, uh, I, I made it through like half an episode then it was out. I think someone else watched some of this. Did I, you have a similar? Or? This I, I'll be the first to admit this show is a guilty pleasure. I watched all of this oh, okay. one. Um, to me, it's an interesting um, uh, kind of juxtaposition to uh, my dress-up darling. There are similar dynamics at the same time, completely opposite dynamics between the two main characters. It's kind of similar. You kind of have the male lead who's very not confident you know, has has talents, but is a not confident individual. And then you kind of have a strong, dominant female lead who's very much the one, the A-type personality. But the way the relationships go about are completely different, where, you know, in, in Dress Up Darling, um, Marine is a very just bubbly, friendly, open person and just, you know, um, immediately sees uh, Gojo's um, talents and befriends him. Uh, Nagatoru is more about Nagatoru, who basically is bored, so she decides to basically torment her her senpai, who is the main male lead. But it's it's kind of like a grade school thing where she's like she like teases him because she actually likes him. I don't know. I that's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. It's it's bog standard average. Otherwise, um, I would say that it's got the ch- one charming part about it is that it there's a lot of. Uh, like like elementary like grade school kind of like oh that's kind of cute moments but otherwise yeah I, I it's hard for me to just say oh yeah this is a great show it's just i watched s1 i enjoyed it so you know i'm watching s2 it's more of the same so yeah that's okay. that's about it i, I will right, say that's that fair enough i didn't watch the first season um um because i thought that the 
main male character was a teacher, and I thought it was another thing like um, what is it, Kotomono oh. Omocha? And I was oh, like, nope, God, I don't no. want that. And no, no, so... no, he's 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 a second year. She's a first year, so it's pretty. At least that part's okay. He's like a he's like an art club guy, so he's just yeah. one of those types. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say um, I, I looked it up when I I saw there was a second season. I was like. Okay, this is popular enough to get a second season. Maybe I misread this, and yeah, I looked it up. Oh, okay, it's it's not what I thought it was, so maybe it's worth watching. I will say S1 has a banging opening. S2's opening's not nearly as good, but S1's opening is, like, banging. I, I highly mm-hmm. recommend just watching the opening, at least. Um, All right. But, but yeah, otherwise, yeah. Um, I would say if you enjoy Dress Up Darling, give Nagatoro a chance. It's not the same. It's got similar tones to it, but it's definitely not the same. Um. But yeah, it's it's something to put on in the background and just kind of not pay super close attention to. It's certainly not, you know, it, like yeah. evocative writing or anything like that. Okay. And maybe, I don't know, if I'm bored, maybe I'll go back to season one or something. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue on to a different one here. Uh, I'm going to go to one that most of us have watched at least some of, and I'm going to go with Mo Ipon, um, which is a... a girls uh transitioning from middle into high school judo club show uh so sports sports anime uh based off manga it's up on high dive um i'll just start blabbing briefly which is that i watched the first episode and i thought it was all right but it wasn't anything that i was like oh man i totally gotta like go with the rest but i thought it was like fairly cleanly drawn and animated and was reasonable so you know it was you know it was fine i think that's that's about where i stand um but i only watched one episode it was a while ago so i will uh i'll toss it up to whoever i didn't write down who watched everything here so i won't call someone out so whoever whoever else has watched and wants to input go for it uh i watched a also one episode of this show uh does the subject matter i i I don't know. I generally kind of like the school shows, especially the kind of, I don't know, coming into a new school and kind of reforming yourself kind of setting. Um, but yeah, this didn't really do anything for me. It felt extremely average, at least in the first episode. I don't know. Maybe it gets better, but it didn't, didn't grab me. Did any of us go beyond episode one? No, I only watched episode one. I watched it this afternoon, so it's freshest in my mind. It's I agree with you, Dylan. It's fine. Um, it's certainly watchable. I'd say that it's less about the judo, probably. It, at least this is what I surmise from just kind of how things are going. It's probably going to be less about judo, more about like forging friendships, is kind of yep. what I feel like it'll be, which is cool. Um, I can yep. dig that. So, you know, um, it's uh, animation in that one looked fine. Um, the 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 throws and everything, the techniques look correct from what I know of judo. So, yeah. Uh, compared to the rest of what's going on in winter 23 i'd say this is at least watchable so that's a plus i say if they're if if they're as an anime doing judo they better get the throws right because i mean everybody in japan knows judo right so and that's all you got is throws (laughs) (laughs) all right uh let's move on to another one i want to go for uh one that most of us watched which is uh i'm going to Shorten it down to uh, Handyman Saito. Um, I will go with uh, your, Mike. Go with your go with, go with your lead on Handyman Saito. Oh, it seems like more or less like is it based on a four coma or something like that? Because it feels like it. It's just a bunch of short little stories, and it's fantasy humor, which I'm always a sucker for so I'm it is based it. off a of, it is based off of manga i don't know the manga format but i would not be surprised if it was a, a yonkoma uh any anything beyond just like yeah it's it's fine i mean it's you know i'm enjoying it i'll probably finish watching it i'm not completely blown away by it it doesn't feel like it's doing that much that i haven't seen before Yep. Holy uh, cow. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to look up the manga and see uh, if it really was a Yonkoma, because it does certainly feel that way. And 
The art is, I'm just looking at chapter 208 because they have that for free on Comic Walker. And it's like the fourth page. Saito has the flesh ripped off his arms to the bone. It's quite gruesome looking. Interesting. That is not what I would have expected. I gotta, maybe this thing just gets dark later on <laughs> after 200 chapters. That's a maybe. lot of I'm chapters. Only a couple eps in. Uh, any idea where it ran originally? Not easy for me to tell. All right. Unde- undeterminable manga origins, but uh, interesting that the art gets so gets so wonky there. Um, I this is one of the ones that I randomly started watching. Is I'll go through and pick a bunch, and I was like, I expect this to be another like terrible isekai and i was frankly i was pleasantly surprised you know coming in with like super low expectations i actually find myself pretty entertained by the show and it has yeah all those fun uh fantasy tropes and i i find it to be an entertaining show that i'm like oh yeah i'll put another episode of that on over lunch it's nothing that i'm like you know going crazy for but i'm like you know what i think i think it's a fun it's a fun show which i you know will take as high praise for some random weird isekai show yeah to me it just feels like something that would run either as like a one page or a few pages per story in something like dragon magazine but i have no idea what it actually would run in these days yeah yeah it'd be like the the adventures of saito continue and he you know gets lost again and remembers to stand still um okay any other thoughts on saito or are we moving on uh it was it's a fun show i, I want to say it, it's it is amusing um, i'm gonna keep watching it uh I'm, I'm super intrigued by this manga and how it seems uh <laughs> at least the currently uh very tonally different so yeah the one th- hmm. thing I, one of the things I actually quite like about it is they have like all of these other like ridiculous fantasy characters and you kind of like keep coming back around to them randomly and like seeing them in silly situations. Like I love the uh, overpowered mage who's mm-hmm. this like old mage who has this like ludicrous, literally like 30 foot tall staff of the world that he got from Yggdrasil and like he's insanely powerful, but he also has this ridiculous staff. So he like in a forest he's like just like hits trees and he like kind of like gets his butt kicked and then he goes down to like the super cave that gets explored and he like gets stuck and he's just like uh, i'm out of here and just walks out yeah, <laughs> um, yeah i'll give this one the chance you guys all at least yeah. seem to have enjoyed it well enough i don't know just all all of the key are for the isekai looking things this season none of it did it for me so yep that's totally fair uh, yeah this this one does i think a much better job with the of isekai a better job of leveraging the genre still kind of mad but you know i mean it's more isekai as just setting up the premise for a bunch of jokes so but yeah they, i mean not to derail too much into the isekai stuff but like they don't really need it like they in the beginning it seems like it's relevant but like it just kind of explains how he can like do some of these things but like he didn't need to be from another world to be able to do these things, right? Like, this stuff isn't really that special. I'd say the main thing that's special is the absurd diversity of skills that he has, which probably doesn't work well in a, you know, traditional fantasy class system where you specialize in something. So, yeah, it's definitely is more just being a little good at a lot of things gives him abilities that are interesting. Yeah. And I, I kind of like too, that he's like, thinks back on his life in Japan where he was a handyman. He got fired and he's like, man, that sucks. Things are way better here. (laughs) That seems to be a common theme. (laughs) He's like, this is actually a lot nicer. People need me. That's, I mean, that by itself says a lot about, um, Probably somebody could write some uh, a paper on the, what that says about Japanese culture. Yeah, that's a fair point. All right, let's move on. I want to move on to uh, the Fire Hunter. Uh, this is um, one where I think kind of the the highlight things. Once I again randomly picked and put it on, is that it's written by Mamoru Oshii with music by Kenji Kawai. Um, apparently, it's based off of a novel or series. I don't know. 
Um, so I will let uh, Sam, I will let you take the lead with your opinions of the fire. Hunter. Um, my feelings are mixed. Um, it's one of those things where I enjoy watching it because it's very different. It like I I enjoy the world that is that it has built and the way that kind of unfolds. Um, and I think that's really cool. And that's kind of the thing that keeps me going back is, um, it's, it's, it feels like a well-constructed world. Uh, and I also like that the art is different, um, than what you usually see. But I also feel like that is, um, part of its weakness is that the art is, uh, some of the things about the art is I they don't like like the the colors are kind of muddied at times and it's kind of hard to tell what you're looking at um and the animation is cool um when they do it and i like that but yeah i think that the it's hard to explain um i think a lot of people would probably be turned off by the animation that they do the kind of dynamic stuff um because it's kind of maybe looks a little wonky but i actually love that but it's hmm yeah boy i I don't know i'm having a really hard time putting this into words maybe somebody else can do a better job (laughs) oh unfortunately i will not be that person again i pretty much mirror everything sam said um really interesting premise uh i like generally speaking i like the art a lot uh, I like the style a lot. It kind of gives me vibes of it to me. If you didn't tell me at all who did it, you know who wrote or who directed, I would say that the um, creator thematically who it reminded me of the most would be like a like an Abe series. Like it kind of gave me like 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 Lane and uh, and and Technolize vibes to an extent. Mm-hmm. Was was some was some of the pacing and kind of the way the it, like the, those two series also had very kind of muted coloring. So yeah. I immediately would have gave me those, and then I love both those shows. And both those shows are quite slow. Which this one, I've only watched one up, but I feel like it's going to be pretty slow in plotting, which is not the worst thing in the world. Um, I do agree that sometimes it. The I wouldn't say the animation is phenomenal. It's pretty okay. I yeah. wouldn't say it's great. It uses CG on machines, which I'm fine with because that's kind of what it's for. But it hasn't. It kind of uses old, you know, circa like early to mid two thousands kind of you know, u- utilization for three D, which is like, come on, we're in twenty twenty three. We can try yeah. to use it a bit more creatively. But uh, I do think the uh, I do love the coloring and the kind of style of the ending uh, ending credit animation. It's yeah. got like, like that cool kind of stained glass look. I really dug that. So, yeah. And again, in, in a season with a lot of stuff that looks, eh, this one at least intrigued me. So I, I won't say I'm head over heels in love with it, but it's definitely one I'm interested to keep watching. Mike? Yeah, I mean, everyone's mostly covered it. I certainly wouldn't have guessed this was an Oshi series if I hadn't known that. Though, I guess I can see it because he does like kind of the quiet contemplative shot thing sometimes. But it, I am digging the visual style, though I would not dig the visual style if everything had this visual style. Like... I don't want to see more shows that look like this necessarily, <laughs> but I am happy that this show looks like this. That's a good point. I, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think yeah. It, it works because it's at least, I, I think the best thing about the show, you could say, Hey, you know what? In a, in a, a winter of not great stuff. Hey, at least they're trying and doing something kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works out sometimes and is really cool. And other times you're like, Oh, this is like weird and looks kind of like turn a Gundam. Um, with like the character cuts and cut-ins and stuff, um, which as uh, I think Nick pointed out was from, you know, like early, late, late nineties, early two thousands, like CG and whatever. Um, but that show's also great. Um, and terrible and they're trying. So, you know, anytime, anytime someone's trying to do something interesting, give them a Yeah. All right. I do want to add there, though, um, this show also reminded me of a show that I keep mentioning to you guys, um, um, his um, 
Oshi's previous anime work um, to this was Vlad Love, which was a comedy series, which if you watch it all the way through, you can kind of see that the animation gets to almost picture book style, which it, I don't think the first episode of um, Firehunter does this. But the second, or I think it's the second one, does. Yeah, the second definitely starts to get bring some of that, like, picture book elements into it. Yeah, and I think that was that was really uh, turned me off some. I mean, I'll, I'll continue, of course, but that in particular reminded me of Vlad Love because later on in Vlad Love, they start doing that a lot more. And in fact, it, one entire episode is done that way. So it's. Hmm. It's weird. It it feels clearly like a um, like a stylistic choice, but uh, it's not one I like. Interesting. I was okay. okay with it in the second episode, but yeah, we'll see if they start leaning on it too much later on, because that would probably turn me off too. Um. Okay. Well, there's there's a million other shows that we can uh, talk about. I kind of wanted to to talk a little bit about some. Uh, numerical stuff because you know that's it's fun um so i did a little bit of a analysis looking at kind of stuff as far as like popularity and where things sit because we had this feeling going into the fall that like uh this is kind of just nothing is really great um and frankly the numbers you know, i'm just using my anime list as proxy for reality and that's close enough for for any silliness here um it kind of holds that frankly the the best rated show of uh, of the winter is one that none of us watched, which is Vinland Saga season two. Um, uh, another highly rated one is, uh, which I will be watching, and I believe Nick will be too, is, is My Hero Academia continuing on. Sure. Um, like, aside from that, like, a lot of these shows even going off the you know my anime list which is fairly uh set forward is not great like one of the other ones that was highly rated um which i think i was only watched was a uh, romantic killer um i watched the first couple ups of this and i don't think it's good i i the manga is pretty fun i like the manga i'm still i started reading that a little bit ago i'm still reading it's on uh it's on shonen jump but like i didn't think the anime added anything to it um, so I just say read read the manga there, but it's kind of like looking at the uh, popularity and the calculations for stuff like the ratings and the popularity versus fall or summer, and it's it's just out of control how much more popular and how much more highly rated shows were from the fall. Like you've got, you know, we'll we'll just hit some of the ones that we discussed last time that we liked from the fall, and that all have ratings that are. I think the worst of which is still will be in the top fifteen uh, percent of ratings for uh, fall, which is like Gundam, which is Mercury, Akiba Made Wars, Bochi the Rock, which is like crazy huge, even Spy X Family season true, and like Chainsaw Man, like they're all way better rated and way more popular, and that continues back to the summer of looking at uh, like Call of the Night, which was I was surprised it was very highly rated and quite popular, frankly. Um, which I was pretty pleased to see, um, like Lico Rico, uh, Abyss Season 2, and then even one that's slightly lower but still not bad at all is Isekai Oji-san, which would probably would have been higher had the season not been cut in half. Um, so all of this comes down to a thing of saying, like, you know, kind of like we thought that winter was kind of not a great season, and the numbers uh, the numbers bear that out. Um mm. I, I shared my document with, with folks here if someone else has any other interpretations or anything. Um, one of the other things that I thought was kind of just interesting looking at uh, some of these shows as far as, like, popularity on on there, like, like ones like, like The Beast Hunter or The Fire, Fire Hunter, which is interesting, is, like, the 38th most popular show, like, of the, of the winter, like according to this, which is all say is, you know, close enough. And it's kind of like, that's just basically like, oh, like nobody is like, they're the only people that are watching and, and care about this show. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that's believable for sure. Especially with how yeah. different it looks, you know? Mm. 
Yeah. Um, whereas I was surprised at some of the ones that were popular, like uh, this Misfit Demon Academy season two. Like I attempted to watch an episode and it was terrible. And that's like the second most popular show of the season. And it shouldn't, it should be the 45th most popular. It's not. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I was surprised at some of them, like particularly like Trigun Stampede. And I don't know if this has dropped off, but like, it's like the 18th most popular show of the season, according to my anime list. Um, wow. So yeah, right, I was ex- right in the middle pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting that to be in like the top five, like top, the worst top 10, but it's not even there. So that that's when I was quite surprised to see being so low. Yeah. Mm, I, mean, I expect CR I, was uh, thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I think though th- the issue with that one might be they were trying to bank on like old fa- I mean, obviously old fans are going to give it a try, but yeah. I'll tell you right now, if you're dead set on you know, Trigun being, you know, 98 TV, you're not going to like Stampede, like, period. Yeah. Um, I came in yep. very open. Like, I, I like Trigun 98 a lot. Um, but I try to come into this in open mind. It's a very different show. Like, they're trying to do very different things with the characters. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is probably good. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I'd rather that than they just kind of rehash, because I feel like Trigun 98 is a complete show. It's the... I, I thought Badlands Rumble as like kind of like a movie that they did quite a while after, right? Okay, Badlands yeah. Rumble, I want to say, came out in like 2012. Something is that right? Like that. Something around yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So that even that was, you know, 14 years after the original. And I thought that was fine. That felt like a great kind of fill in movie, you know, it brought back some good good times and you know had all the you know had had wolfwood and all the you know all the everybody's favorite characters in it and did it fine so i'd rather anything new trigon be trying to do something really different which stampede is so i appreciate that but i can also see it turning off a lot of people so who say this isn't trigon so they just don't even give it a chance i i was surprised actually they didn't do a helsing ultimate with this and basically go through and just be more faithful to the manga like maximum or something that's what i was kind of thinking it was going to be was like more manga accurate but it's just completely like a reimagining of it really i mean that's what it really is it's just completely reimagined trigon at this point i wonder if it was a budget thing with doing that sort of helsing ultimate treatment is just not financially viable but it, it's it's CG though, right? Like I, I feel like you can make the argument, like okay, we can't afford to do this with um, traditional animation, so we'll use CG where we can cheat a lot more. And Orange would be the one to do that, which is why I was surprised that they went with Orange, and then they went a completely different way, which is which is kind of baffling because everybody I've heard about who watched this was like, first of all, like uh, where's where's Millie? Why why? Why is Millie not here? Well, Millie yeah. didn't even exist in the manga, right? She was an anime-only character, if I recall. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't read the manga. But, like, so many people. It's like if you're banking on... And I have to imagine that the, the one of the big reasons this thing got greenlit in the first place was because of America, right? Like, because the West loves Trigon. Uh, yeah, the West also loves MCU. And what is all that? CGI. <laughs> So. Yeah, sure. Uh, but like, I'm just surprised that they went so different with, I'm, I'm guessing here, I'm just making an assumption that, that, that this was made with a Western audience in mind, uh, to some degree. And then they just went and did something almost completely detached from the original. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, I feel like when they're making sequels with a Western that they know will appeal to a Western audience, they don't that Japanese creators don't always get it right what the Western audience wants. Okay, mainly I'm thinking of being banded here. <laughs> <laughs> like I am not sure what <laughs> uh he thought the Western audience wanted from a writing bean sequel, but I am pretty sure the Western audience did not want like five minutes of a character on the toilet. <laughs> <practically>. <laughs> so, 
just because they are making something they think will appeal to a Western audience doesn't mean Japanese creators are get it right. Because they don't always understand what about the property actually did appeal to a Western audience in the first place. Right. It could just be a... The people who greenlit it knew Western audiences love Trigon, and then they don't... They, I mean, they probably don't want to tell the the actual artistic types what to do with it, right? Unless they had a script already. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they could just be deferring to their whatever. Hey, guys, we want we want a new Trigon. Can you do one for us? Yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> um. Okay. Coming back slightly on topic here and trying to do a, I guess, kind of a rapid fire. So we're going to go through kind of a bunch of other shows and people are going to give a brief brief thought on it. So I will go with uh, Giant Beasts of Ours. And my brief will be, it's kind of fun, bog standard, uh, high fantasy like, um, oh, what's the game that, the the game that they made an anime grand blue grand grand blue fantasy kind of in that style so uh it's it's fun if you're looking for something to watch yeah quite yeah. high high quality I I don't know if it keeps up I've only watched the first episode so far but it, the quality was really great surprised the mal rating is so low from what I've seen from the first couple episodes so I was I was it too goes really downhill in the next few or Maybe it's too much like stuff that people on Mal have seen. I don't know. That's possible. I wonder if there's a um, uh, high dive uh, effect on it. I would have thought. I would have thought possibly that, but then in terms of like looking at popularity of stuff, like some things are high dive and it doesn't seem to be like super crazy effect. Maybe it drops a little bit, but it, in this case, it's like the 37th most popular, like, like Mm. very low, like down at the, down at the bottom. I was very surprised. I would have expected it to be like, Oh yeah. Somewhere kind of like in the mid range is like, yeah, it's a mid range kind of fun fantasy show, which got some cool stuff, but it's, it's at the bottom. I don't know why. Oh my goodness! Yeah, lower um, than Kina. Holy cow! Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut and go to the next. Go to the next one. I'm gonna go with High Card. Uh, Nick, what's your thoughts on High Card? Um, it's Kingsman the anime with superpowers. <laughs> That's uh, it's okay. Uh, Ep one left a better impression than the the later Eps have. I'll just say it's fine. Uh, I think Sam said it best. It's totally Fujoshi bait. Yep. Which can be fine. Can still be entertaining as Fujoshi Bait. Yeah, I think I agree. Any any supplemental opinions on High Card? No. No. All right. Uh, next one on my list is uh, Tomo Chan is a Girl. Super popular show this season. Uh, I've been watching it like, and it's it's fine. It's a fun. Uh, uh, it's a fun high school, high school romance show. Um, Very standard, but it's cute. Yep. Yeah, there we go. We got there real fast. Okay, great. Next one. <laughs> Next one. Spy classroom. Uh, Sam, go ahead. Yep. <laughs> any any other any other sounds to go with that, or is that sufficient? Uh, it's just. I I I'll say I only watched one episode. Uh, it was it was not. It did not do it for me. I did not like it. it I will say this is um whatever the opposite of Fujoshi Bait is what this show is, except with less interest in it than high card so <laughs> yep i i think i watched the first up it kind of got a little kind of an interesting potential swap at the end and then i got the second episode and i was had it in the background and i was questioning my entire life choices and so i stopped <laughs> watching it uh, next one up is revenger not tokyo revengers but revenger because we have to have two shows with a very similar title this season uh anyone who's watched revenger go it's okay all right, um, perfect. Nope, we got there. It's yeah. okay. If you're looking for like <laughs> kind of uh, pseudo historical Japan samurai e action, then go for it. But yeah, it's it's fine. I'll say it, All right. it, it is also Fujoshi bait. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I've, the the dude who fights with gold leaf. Yeah, totally. yeah, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. 
Okay, so we are coming down to their last last few minutes here, and uh, the season has not disappointed in its disappointment. So uh, I will let everyone take a last pass uh, if there's something you think is particularly good or bad or or silly, and we will uh, we'll go around. So we will start with Mike. Um. Not too much that hasn't been said. I'm enjoying the second season of the new Urusei Yatsura. I'm a little behind on it, but they're starting to finally get past the character introductions and just do silly stories with all the characters they've introduced, and I'm down for that, since that's my favorite. One of the issues with UI in the early parts has always been just how big a cast they have to throw at you. But, eh, I mean, we pretty much covered my opinion of it back in winter, and it's still more or less the same. All right, cool. That's fun. Uh, let's go with Nick next. Uh, stop trying to animate Junjito stuff. It's not meant to be animated. <laughs> this is not a, I, no, that's not knocking Junjito. Uh, his stuff is amazing. His art is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't replicate it in animation, period. It's like Blade. Oh, yeah, that is one thing that I didn't touch on, because I did watch a couple eps of that, and I'm enjoying it for the story, but yeah, his art just is not animatable. It's just so intricate and detailed and amazing on the line work, and there's no way you can possibly animate that. And I don't want to go too, like, deep divey. I mean, we can do an entire episode on Junji Ito, but just the way his stories are told is really you can it's meant to be experienced in a book or a manga or a graphic novel whatever you want to call it um the way his imagery is like meant to be kind of like experienced it's a a camera pan into a scene versus you turning a page and taking it all in at once are two totally different experiences Mm -hmm. so yeah on top of the art quality so yeah stop stop trying to do it um he I don't think he likes it, but he, he's, I'm sure he's getting ramrodded into it for whatever reason. Also, Dean did not do the best job. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> not the worst, but Japanese horror into anime tends to have a fairly low bar from me. Like, most of it is pretty mid from what I've seen. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, and this is yet another very mid entry in that which is a shame because Junji Ito is definitely not mid manga wise. Oh no. I mean there's that's not that's not a dispute. But stop stop trying to animate his stuff. It's not doable. Just stop it. All right. Uh I will go next and I don't know. Near Automata, I got to the point in the where I got to in the game and it's there and you, I would rather just play the game. Um <laughs> Which is, I think, I don't know. That feels like feels like once again, I'm summing up the season. Like, eh, I should rather do different things. But hey, the stuff, some stuff here is kind of interesting. All right, that's what I got. So on to Sam. Um, maybe we can like declare a moratorium on uh, isekai for a bit. Maybe give me a couple seasons of no isekai. I think that would be good. Uh, yeah, I I, I watched a. Uh, yeah, farming life in another <laughs> world is like has everything I hate about isekai. Oh man, I I got I got about uh, I got about I didn't even make it through the opening song. I I stopped literally <laughs> in the middle of that. Well, you missed absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, also, trails in in the cold was I believe they spent literally fifteen dollars making that episode. Cool. So, I will say uh, I was extremely upset by watching saving 80,000 gold in another world for my retirement because uh, there was a girl with a gun in the key art. I was like, well, that's interesting. Um, no, it is also terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, okay. So with that, uh, unless anyone has any last last jabs they want to get in there. No last jabs. All right. With that. We are going to call it here. But next time, we actually know what we're going to do again because we figured out something. 
Uh, next time, we're going to go back in time and we're going to uh, watch and review and have our usual discussion of the 1982 movie Arcadia of My Youth. So uh, if you want to watch along that, it's up and streaming on Retro Crush and doing this in honor of it being one of those movies that we've all heard about and some of us have watched, some of them haven't, and R.I.P. Leiji Matsumoto. So with that, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is AMO Kenzoku saying Saraba. Saraba.